This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 169, Tournaments Aplenty! Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Uh, you may start, you may start the bit. It's tournament time! We're in it, we're in it, folks. Hunter. So what was your bit? What was that song that you were doing there? Is that some sort of... That's like the football, it's football, it's football time! The time's football and it's out! We're gonna play game. Yep, we're doing that. It's time where I think the show gets really competitive. Oh, why'd competitive. you stop? Why'd you cut off the bit? I wasn't done enjoying it. You cut it short. Can I have more, please? No, I have no more song. It's all business now. We are professional. We are officially once again, Hunter, professional sports commentators. We are no longer silly goofum boys that write strategy guides. We're not. That's not. We don't get to be that. We're not the experts. The players are the experts, and we're here yeah. just to watch them perform yeah and i want to make a promise this year Uh when we're doing the commentary yeah no jokes yeah no fun okay Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely we're we're gonna be stiff quiet well we're barely yeah we're barely gonna talk i mean it's all about the players talking this year. yes yes it's all about this is the year 2021 is the year of the players okay (laughs) game on that's gonna be our new (laughs) slide Yeah, so there will be no discussion of non-game related stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We. I don't even have Game of Thrones to watch. So what else do I have to talk about on stream? There's nothing. So. Oh yeah. There's no way to get distracted. You did get flack for doing that one time. That's funny. So so it it, it's just it's all game, um, but we've got a lot to cover today uh, because we have two tournaments coming up. Oh dear. (laughs) We're really. Yeah. Oh well. So at the beginning of the episode, let's just kind of lay out. Just the little roadmap of sure. what we're going to be talking about today and what you, if you maybe haven't heard, if you haven't been paying attention, which is totally fine, but if you're just checking into this because you're like, oh, I see it, it's an episode about tournaments, yep. here's what you really need to know. There are two tournaments coming up. The first one is a root tournament. Um, that's starting in January. Uh, and then our first Twilight Imperium uh, POK Prophecy of Kings tournament will be starting in uh march so we are just doing tournaments yeah full time it feels like (laughs) yeah i mean to that that turn the ti tournament is gonna go for like at least until the end of june probably theoretically yeah i mean basically basically the way our year works now is root tournament into ti tournament into gen con if that happens yeah, but that probably won't happen. Yeah, probably not. But we'll we I will d- probably I do something next happen. year. We will probably do something to replace Gen Con. I'll say that much. I, totally, I, I we mean, are going to replace Gen Con. Th- this That's year, Gen Con not happening was like, a, oh, well, I don't know. None of us know how to deal with that. But this time, it's like you know, we got a year going into the plan of there not being a Gen Con. So yeah, we we, we will be able to make something happen. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be late June, early July that the before the TI finals uh, happen. So busy calendar for twenty twenty one. 
in the Space Cats world, let's start with the thing that is most uh, up, you know, most on the horizon, and that is the Root Tournament, which we've already talked a little bit about, but we've it's been weird because we've talked about it on like TI centric episodes, so I don't know if the Root yeah. folks are like following along as well and, and up to date. So let's make sure we have all the information for people who want to play in the Root Tournament. Uh, the way the Root signups work uh, is if you are a member of our Patreon right now. As a Galactic Counselor or higher, that's the $5 level or up, you are going to get an invite to the tournament. It, it is essentially an open invitation to anyone at that level of the of the tournament. And what, what that invitation will look like is an email as well as a message on Patreon itself. You'll get it in two separate places. Please only sign up once. You should only be able to sign up once. You have to use your email. Anyways, uh, that those invites will go out. Listen closely. December 15th at 2200 UTC. That's 10 p.m. UTC. That's 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's December 16th at 9 a.m. AEDT. That's that's Australian, you know, that's like Sydney time, right? So so mm-hmm. ideally we have set this email to go out at a time where no one is having to wake up at like 2 a.m. to try and sign up for this tournament. Now, I, there's probably somebody in like India or some, you know somewhere in between that I'm screwing over with this time, but we've Somebody's got to get screwed over that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the world is big. Um but we we that is the time that the email will go out. Uh, you will immediately respond to that email with a Google form that will be linked in it. You'll fill out that Google form, and that will be how you sign up. You'll get a confirmation that you have officially signed up uh, shortly after that. Uh, the way the form will work is it will ask for your availability, and then we will build the schedule later. So you you won't sign up for a slot uh, right off the bat. You will give me your availability. This is kind of how I've done it in the past. It's It's a convoluted, terrible system. But it works for my dumb brain, and I guess we're sticking with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I, I just want to throw out real quick, how many slots do we have, Matt? How many how yep. many slots are out we there? We will have 64 players in this tournament. It is three, it is a three-round tournament, so 16 four-player games that ideally, well, I guess at this point, we have to talk about coalitions in a minute, but we'll yeah, we get will there. talk about coalition later. Uh, yeah. But but it's it's sixteen four player games followed by four four player games followed by one four player game for all the bananas. Yeah, for all the bananas. Oh, and that's interesting. Can we talk about prizes yet? There we, will be prizes. We, there Do will be know, prizes. There's very very cool prizes. There's some stuff that's like just barely slightly still in the works, but we will have official prize support from Leader Games, and there is some very very cool stuff. That that's going to be a part of one of the things. Oh yeah, I that forgot. We have, there's one really cool thing that I don't even think we can talk about yet. There, there's but there's, some things. There's we, a cool thing. Yeah, there, there's there's some cool things. Uh, what we can talk about. This is actually maybe what even Hunter's thinking of. But they, leader games is so funny because they just like we'll tell you anything, man. Who cares? <laughs> like they're the opposite <laughs> of our of what we have to deal with with fantasy flight games sometimes. But uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things that we're, you're going to be able to earn in our tournament is uh, a copy of the expansion. Uh, whenever it is oh i didn't know we could talk about yeah that. we could talk about that they, they've been i mean they've been saying they're, they've been pretty open that the the expand the next root expansion uh kickstarter is sometime in january so it'll be kind of been running synonymously with part of our tournament 
Uh, mm-hmm. But the prize, the prize of that will be very, very delayed, right? It's it's going to be a while before there is a printed copy of this thing that hasn't even been kickstarted yet. But whoever the winner of this tournament is will get a copy of that expansion and some other stuff awesome. too. And all the finalists will get some stuff too. There's all there's all sorts of fun little swag. Uh, so so very very exciting, very fun, super super thrilled to have Leader Games, um, kind of officially a part of this tournament, offering some support and all sorts of things. All right, I got a question okay. for you, Matt. So there's 64 slots. Uh, what happens if I'm number 65 to sign up? Well, what if they fill up really fast? And then what happens to me? W- well, what happens? we will absolutely have a what do we call it last year? We'll have a we'll have a list of players. A waiting have, list. A waiting yeah. list. There will be a waiting list. Um, we have no idea what to expect this year um, because this is our first real decently sized root tournament. So I have no idea if 64 players is easy to acquire or not. Uh, but if we go away over or whatever, we will have a waiting list. It will be first come, first serve. So I, I receive the list in the order that you finish the sign-up form. And as people have to drop or whatever, we will then ask people to fill in those slots as they occur. Uh, so there, there will be a waiting list. And again, this kind of stuff is completely unpredictable of how it shakes out. Um, we have no idea if the 64 slots will sell out in five minutes or if it'll take three weeks before we, we sell out this tournament. I don't, I don't know. Um, but we're so, going to sell it out. I'll tell you that much. We're going to sell <laughs> We're going to get 64 people to do this. I think we will. I, I definitely think we will. But it, it it's who knows. That, that's why we're trying to make sure everybody knows. Check your email. The times we listed earlier, December 15th slash 16th, depending on your time zone. Keep an eye out at that exact time because that's when that email will go out and then you will immediately follow the link, fill out the form as fast as you can and get signed up. Uh, yeah. th- that is that is how you can definitely try to get into the tournament. If you wait longer than a day, I have no idea if I can promise you a, a spot. I, I do not know how long this thing will take. And of long. course, we'll, and, and if you if you're somebody that like pay, like, you know, that pays attention to our Discord and stuff, yeah. we're not going to be like secretive nope. about it. Like, like we will let you know uh, in not specific terms. I remember the the last TI sign up. There was a lot of getting messages from people asking like exactly what number they were and stuff like that. We're not yeah. going to like we're not going to get too in the weeds with that kind of thing. But we're also not going to like lie to you about how many spots are left or right. something like that. Right. Like we're going to let you know the, what it looks like, and I, and maybe it'll be like you know the first day we get like. 20 to 30 right. and then we've got like a whole nother you know 30 slots basically yeah. we got to figure out which sounds the, great the the vibe of these tournaments is very much not like a gen con tournament where it's like you sign up or you get out i mean this is a little party we throw with our patrons right that we, yeah. we want our patrons to be a part of this we want so we will try to communicate with you as much as possible it's it, it it's it may seem like we're just instead of doing tickets, we do patrons, but it, it's actually like we want it to be a little party with our patrons. That that is the point yes. of it. So so this tournament is a fun loving tournament that we do for our patrons. Um, uh, some other little things that are going to happen. Let's talk. Let's talk some of the rules of the tournament. Um, yeah, totally. First off, it will start what's looking like the second week of January. Um, so the first week in January is literally the second. So we're, we're going to push it one little week. So in theory, the first games are January 9th. Um, we do, uh, we'll be doing four games per weekend. It's two on Saturday and two on Sunday each weekend. So the prelims will be the 9th, the 10th, the 16th, the 17th, the 23rd, the 24th, the 30th, and the 31st. And then, uh, in theory, we'll have like an off week. All of this stuff kind of becomes messy because it, it depends on player availability. Yeah, this we'll, is, we'll ten- make the these are not work. hard. Like, yeah, this is not hard scheduling. Cause also we, you know, we're, we're never going to 
like not let someone like if you sign up we're gonna we're gonna get you a game and if let's say you live in a very weird time zone yeah. for us uh we'll we're make still gonna happen. figure out how to get you yeah. a game Definitely. all right we're gonna make it work yep uh there we've, will, we've there yet will, to fail with that that's what i should say yeah yeah uh there will be no moderators in the games um Every game will be streamed with commentary, whether it's by us or, you know, maybe we call in some extra help or co-commentaries or, you know, we've had, you know, Patrick Leader has been very happy to join us for stuff. Who knows? Yeah, how he we, likes to do that. Yeah. Who, who knows, knows how often we get some of the leader people to, to join us on some of these tournament streams. But there will be games with commentary uh, on Twitch and then also uploaded to YouTube. Uh, the no moderators thing is to say... The players are in charge of their own game, timing windows, all that stuff. Now, the stream team will be there, and we also have, like, our tournament council. You know, we have, like, the Woodland Warrior Discord. So if there's rules disputes, there will be a team of people there to, like, referee those rules, right? Like, we will be able to make sure if, if two players yeah. can't decide on how to rule something and the, and the table can't resolve it, there will be a third party available. But the third party will never step in exactly unprovoked is kind of the yeah. rule of how that works. So that there won't yeah. be the thing where it's like, hey, so-and-so, you forgot to move your point tracker or whatever. That stuff is on the players. Uh, what what the streams and what the refs do is when the players say, we cannot resolve this issue, we need a third party to intervene. Right. Okay, now if we're If there's available. some sort of disagreement, if somebody, you know, maybe, maybe it might even be a little thing, but I mean, well, a little thing that could end up being a big thing, but right. like somebody accidentally gives himself an, an extra point. Right. It's up to you guys to kind of like watch each other right. in in that way because the the way that that root has evolved that's different from TI is that it's very it it doesn't make sense for someone else to keep your score, which is kind of interesting. It's like in TI it makes so much sense because everybody scores and it's like kind of little ritual, yeah. but the fact that in root you're scoring as you go, it does not make sense for someone else to keep track of that. So in a way Keeping track of each other's scoring, I think, is the num new number one thing. I think mm -hmm. uh, is to watch each other when it comes to scoring points. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we will, of course, be using the plus one pool draft method. That was yes. the method developed before our test tournament uh, last month, and we will continue with it. There haven't been any notable changes, so you know, check on the Discord, check on the Woodland Warriors Discord. You know, look around. We're not going to go through how that draft method worked. We've talked about it in the past, but we will be using that method for faction selection and uh, setup and all that. Uh, it's 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 a great method that is more or less, at this point, um, fully absorbed by leader games themselves. I mean, you know, Cole has talked repeatedly recently about how they're trying to use that plus one draft method to, like, enforce uh, or, or, like, they're including it in the design of the upcoming expansion. Like, they want to have tournament rules, and the mm -hmm. plus one draft method might have some interplay with that i'm not saying they're going to make plus one pool draft official but what they're designing make it canon or something kind yeah. of in the same environment as as this method uh and then finally hunter can we can we talk about coalitions uh with the vagabond yeah. this is if you don't know if you're if you're tuning into this and you're like maybe i'll try to do the root tournament even though i haven't played much coalitions are a thing that the vagabond player can do and it's basically the only thing in Root that's super weird is the fact that two people can technically win the game um, when a Vagabond player, or three people can win the game <laughs> when when there's some Vagabonds right. in the game. So what does that mean, Hunter, for a tournament? Well, so so our tournament is, what would you call it, single elimination yeah. tournament? Yeah. Like, when you lose, you're out, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that makes 
coalitions make it kind of messy. There is a, uh, currently the Root Tournament Council is running a winter tournament that is a Swiss-style tournament, which I think deals with coalitions a little better. It also involves people playing multiple games, games, and that's not really our style. Um, so the thing, this this is all tentative, okay? We have not completely figured out exactly how we want to rule on this, but our idea right now is, and this is a proposal, so please react to this. Yep. Don't just take this as like, oh, this up. well, that's what they've decided. Like, no, we, we have not decided exactly how coalitions will be dealt with. Um, right now we know, well, okay. So our idea is this. If you win via coalition in our tournament, you will get, kind of knocked into your own extra round right. of the tournament. Almost like a like a loser's bracket. Right, even in though a way. you won. <laughs> even though you won. Um but you won via like we we don't want to get rid of coalitions because that's never it's never our style to just delete something from the game. We want every aspect of the game to be represented yeah. in tournament play in in some way. Um the one thing that we think we definitely cannot keep is an aspect though of coalitions that I just don't think we can keep because it'll be, it can get too nasty, yeah. but coalitions are actually, they don't have to be consensual. Vagabond could just coalition another player and just be like, I'm coalitioning with you. It doesn't, you don't, you don't get to say yes or whatever. Right. So we, we don't think we can keep that. Um, but the idea would be that if, if two players decide they want a coalition and they're down to do it, that's fine. But then if they win, they're going to get thrown into an extra bracket. And they're going to get thrown in, not just the two of them, but everybody else in that round that wins via coalition is going to get thrown into this bracket. So essentially, if you go down the path of, I'm going to do a coalition, you are not guaranteeing yourself a spot right. in the next actual round of the tournament because you're literally going to have to play another game. And honestly, what it's looking like is that you're going to have to play a 1v1. probably a 1v1 game. Yeah. Like, you're not going <laughs> to... And that's not, not going to be pretty. like a normal game. <laughs> yeah, those are weird games. Yeah. So, and it's definitely not something that, like, most... I wouldn't say... I mean, I would say it's almost like a coin flip at that point yeah. for you. Right. So, so... That's that's the best thing we've come up. We with are actively trying to discourage coalitions. We can be frank yeah. with that. We we it's not. Yes. We don't want someone to proceed who won via coalition. And and yes. and it shouldn't. What what happens with other systems is players act literally become incentivized to do coalitions because it improves their chances of getting through yes. the next round or it improves their standing in the next round or whatever. It gets super 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 messy. So we wanted to twist coalitions just enough where it's not becoming just like a totally homebrew game where we're throwing stuff out yeah. but it feels like this consensual coalitions that lead to a coalition runoff round is maybe the best solution but like hunter said well what i like about it is it's up. dumb right yeah, it's dumb like, it's like, we love dumb it's like weird if you rules in our if you it's like because <laughs> in my opinion that's fair though because it's like if, if you're in our tournament and you want to do like goofy like kind of dumb coalition stuff yeah. which i mean for the record there's a great game you can watch on youtube right now right of like shout out to billy um <laughs> you know why uh but yeah, yeah go watch I, th I think it's just called like a weird game of root i didn't yeah. even know what to call it um i have no i have no problem with that kind of stuff right i just think though if you want to throw your hat in the dumb ring then i want our <laughs> tournament to match you yeah. and say oh you want to be dumb and goofy oh fine well then we're gonna play dumb and goofy back not just like a oh we're gonna have our normal regular thing yeah. and then you you come along and just want to ruin it 
you know what's uh -uh. hilarious about that hunter is that we're gonna talk about this same concept when we get we're talking about the twilight imperium tournament today too and we got some dumb stuff <laughs> in there as well totally. that i'm very totally. excited to yes. to reveal yes <laughs> So, all right. Yeah. Hey, do we have anything else for, for this root tournament? Any, any last ground to cover to make sure people are fully prepared um, and have all the info they need before December 15th at 2200 I just want to say so that it's on the record, so that I'm committed to it. All of, I mean, we've already said it, but I just want to say it in my own words. All of these games are going to be streamed with commentary. Although I've noticed that root commentary is weird. Almost like, like, ti commentary they're so ti is like so hard to read visually yeah that like sometimes you just need i feel like there is a real need for someone to say like okay here's what's going on here yeah. whereas with root if players talk i i almost feel like a lot of times with commentary my personal style has been to just chill yeah just yeah. like if, if the players are narrating their turns which is great when they do that if the players are narrating yeah. their turns the commentators become completely irrelevant yes <laughs> It's just something I've noticed, but yeah. I, I like that. Everything's got its own flavor, its own style. Totally. Um, but yeah, so every game will be streamed, commentated, and uploaded to the YouTube uh, forever so that you will be able to watch uh, the whole story from beginning to end uh, for all of time that will love be available. It. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love all it. Right. Love it. Time to transition to Twilight Imperium, the thing that we are, the thing I'm most afraid of. My My goodness. I don't know how yeah, we're gonna, this year's gonna I, be. Nuts. I don't know how I'm gonna do this tournament with a baby, but uh, here we go. Daddy's got to learn. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the Twilight Imperium tournament. We don't have as exact uh, like dates and time stuff yet because that's it's obviously it's like March, so it's gonna be much further out. But I will say yes. uh, that sign up email will go out in some time in January. I'm not committing to like a, even a specific date, but we will talk about it more in January of like when to expect that thing. But it will also be Galactic Counselors only, uh, not only, but Galactic Counselors and up. You're, yeah. We we haven't gotten into it yet, but there's actually going to be some kind of, you know, shifts in the Patreon. We kind of do this every year. It's been our mm -hmm. tradition to sort of try to re bring new life into the Patreon every year, and that that is going to happen uh, come January of 2021. So well, that and and it feels like there's always like last year. There very much was like a aspects of the Patreon that we were kind of like, this doesn't really, this incentive doesn't really feel like it's yeah. something people like or like, or, or it's the other way where it's like people like it, but it's like really cumbersome and like difficult for us to execute. Right. I think we've gotten to a point where we have less of that, but there still is some and we will be yeah, fixing that and I'm excited to fix it. Totally. Um. So anyways, th this will be available to anyone who is a galactic counselor this month or in January. I just, I mean, I just want people to know, cause I, I've been getting messages recently of people like, when should I sign up? And I don't want to be like, don't, <laughs> don't, don't give me money. <laughs> Sorry. But what I really mean is if, if you need to sign up right now, but like can't, can't do it. In, I don't want to like forbid you, you know, tell you, you have yes. to wait until January. Yeah, to sign. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be taking all galactic counselors. You, you will get an email slash Patreon message with the invite link. If you were a galactic counselor in December 2020 or January 2021. So yeah. just it, it's it has a wider window. It's it's like four times as many players basically as the root tournament. So we 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 open the window up a little bit more than just a single month worth. Oh of, right, uh, yeah, entries. and and we should reveal that. How many players are we doing this year? It's the same as last year. So it's what is that? 216, right? 216. Four, three three rounds. So uh, 36 six player games. 
followed by six six-player games, followed by one six-player game to decide the greatest TI player. To decide the, the person who rolled with the POK punches the best. That's my favorite yeah, thing about this year's tournament. Really it is. Is. It's like, who adapted the quickest? Who just figured well, it out? Well, also... Also, it's it's fun because the playtesters are going to come in with. Oh the, man, they're the... going to crush! <laughs> I hate that for you all, but sorry, <laughs> there was literally no way to avoid that. So, well, no, yeah, and there's going to be people be that like... come in hot, though. I mean, you got your you got your yeah. Jayhans out there who are going to spend the next two months doing nothing but studying. You know, Jayhan yeah, and Celia like that, uh... are going to just like literally do nothing but mind Ti for two months and then come ready for the tournament, ready to party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the draft method? Yeah. Uh, you have devised okay. a new draft method. Yep. Um, so and I'm yeah. super thrilled. Uh, literally since the moment uh, I found out that Prophecy of Kings was going to have a total of 24 factions, I've been wistfully dreaming of the next <laughs> draft method. Uh, and I am so, so very, very excited about this year's draft method. Uh, 24 just means we get like a nice round number to do stuff. Like six players divides evenly into 24, right? So we get to like really do stuff that mathematically works. Uh, and, and so, okay, let me let me just spell it all out. And then we will talk about it. And and keep in mind too, we'll, we'll get graphics out. Like this thing will be posted all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my fear with it is that it's a little bit hard to read on your first reading so it's going to help to see it too that's fair i also just uh i my brain suddenly popped out to just like some random person listening to this who doesn't under doesn't know sure how we do this so every year for our for our ti tournaments we come up with a a method of faction selection and also picking where you uh sit at a map that we have already pre-built right so so we like our maps Yes, our tournaments are made on pre or are played on pre-made maps, um, which it'll be fun to talk about that in a little yeah. bit. But uh, but this is how you would decide, you know, what faction and where you are sitting, um, as opposed to just like picking it or something like that. We right. have a whole method that we do. So Matt, yes. what is the 2021 SCPT tournament draft method? So it's a it is a six step process. Now don't let that scare you that most of them are pretty basic steps. But I, I've just I, I've tried to be so specific with how things are worded because it is I like things that are just convoluted enough. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the draft to be just weird enough and just messy enough to where it's not impossible. But this one has really specific language in it, and that that's what I want to make really clear here. So what I've done is kind of split it up into like three phases, right? So the first is just determining the turn order, and that is draft order, not not game order, but determining the draft order. So step one is rolling for draft order, uh, and what we would do essentially is is list the players out from players A through F, right? A, B, C, D, E, F. Uh, after that roll, and if we're talking in TTS, we would literally go set the turn order, set everything up. The players now have an exact draft order from now through the end of the draft. They, this is set order for the whole thing. Then we go into the next phase, which I'm calling the primaries or the pool build. Uh, the primaries are we are we what we're doing here is we're building a pool for when we get to the actual draft. That's why this is the primaries. This is before we've started the official draft. Before we the are, general election. Before the we general election, we have to do the primaries, which is to decide what all factions will be available to us as six players when we want to place a seat at the table. Uh, So the very first step of the primaries is to deal four factions face down to each player. 
So of the 24, all factions get dealt out to all six players. Then everyone, after they've looked at their hand for a second, they're going to take one of those factions and simultaneously face up. We'll do a three count, right? Everyone, three, two, one, boom. Everyone will place one faction in the pool. And I'm, I'm, I'm using the word place very specifically. There's, there's a few different steps here where the words matter. So one faction gets placed into the pool, which means we now have six factions in the pool, right? We have enough factions to officially play Twilight Imperium, but we're not done yet because <laughs> we got to get weird. <laughs> uh, the second step is similarly, we're going to do another three count and everyone will ban one faction. Now, why are we banning factions if we've already <laughs> placed factions into the pool? Well, because we have even more crazy stuff to do. But uh, so now we have six factions completely out of contention. They do not get to be in the game. And we have six factions that do get to be in the game, but they're not necessarily picked yet. Uh, the next step is to take the 12 remaining factions, so the two that everyone has in their hand, they're going to set them on the table, and this is now the, the nominating convention <laughs> that we have. Uh, so the 12 factions get placed face up on the table, and in draft order, that A to F that we set earlier, I guess we technically could, could just now set A to F, it doesn't matter, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, that's But fine. We, we now have our draft order matter, where in draft order, each player does one of two things. They either nominate an unnominated faction. So obviously player A actually doesn't have a choice. Player A just has to nominate a faction. You nominate one unnominated faction or you second a nominated faction and seconding a nominated faction places it into the pool that we've been building, yeah. right? Yeah. So player A gets to be like, okay, well I nominate the Argent Flight and player B can go, mm, I don't think I necessarily want Argent Flight in there, so I'm going to nominate the Mentac Coalition. And then player C can go, oh, I actually do want Argent Flight to be in the game. I second the Argent Flight. They are now in the pool. Can I try and describe this visually real yes. quick? Just so, so imagine we've got the six factions over on the left, and they're all in a little box. And that they're the ones that are definitely, somebody's going to be able to pick one of these. Yeah. And then you have a little, like a little circle that would be like the nominated factions. Those right. are those are they're trying to get in the pool, but they're not yet. And then you have your bank of the other 12 factions right. that are waiting to get picked. And what I love about what you've done here is that it allows a lot of player choice. Mm -hmm. But at most all they can add are three factions yep. to that six. Right. So there's like a lot of strategery, a lot of weird draft like stuff you could do. Even like possibly making deals with other players, saying things like, I will second that faction if you will second my faction or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. I like it. Yes. Uh, so then the last thing is we get into the actual election, right? We have, we have between six and nine factions in the pool, depending on how uh, the primaries actually went. Uh, and then that's when the actual draft begins. And that draft is the same as we've done the last two years, which is a snake draft where from player A down to player F, then player F again back up to A, what's called serpentine order or snake draft order, the same way you do the map build in a normal rules as written game of TI, right? That snake draft order. Each player can pick either a faction or one of the home system starting positions. Uh, on the pre-made map. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you, you pick either or, which means then when the list comes back through in reverse order, you take whatever is left uh, of the things you haven't picked, right? So player A can choose uh, the Titans of Ul, and then player B can pick the 12 o'clock position on the map, and player C, you know, so on and so forth. And uh, basically player F picks both of their things at the same exact time. And then you work your way back up through the turn order until player A takes whatever is left at the end of the draft. And then, after that, we roll for speaker. So all of this drafting has been done without knowledge of round one turn order. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, Mm -hmm. the second we have finished the draft, we now roll for speaker and the game has officially started. Right, uh, and the game start time is is going to be important this year, which we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah. But <laughs> but we roll for speaker, yeah. and we're off to the races. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, off to the races is such a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, so I, what I really like is that we've switched back to. So well, actually, so I don't I don't want to. We're going to talk about the map in a little bit. Yeah. But just as far as the draft interacting with the map, is the map specifically uneven no it's not like the 2020 it's going to be more like the 2019 style tournament where Mm -hmm. we're trying to do as balanced of maps as possible the the 2020 style relied on the meta being pretty well established and being able to take that risk of like let's really imbalance things because we know the players can work against that i don't have that confidence going into bok and i don't mean that as a statement against the players i don't have that confidence in myself to be able to make that kind of a choice i think it would overwhelm the players at the table to have all of these like wild imbalances to have to fight because most of us don't know how we feel about all these factions yet right we don't know how they properly stand up against each other i mean we can all kind of agree like titans are really good sar is really good xcha and arborek aren't on the same level as at least those two factions right there's like a big middle ground but we, th- there's a lot of variance in how people feel about all of these factions. And so because that meta isn't established, it felt like we had to have a really kind of straight-laced level playing ground map where we know yeah. things. And, and honestly, we don't know if it's a very balanced map because exploration and all these other things throw things. I mean, we have legendary planets we have to take into account. I have no idea yeah. like what value to put on a legendary planet. We're going to talk more about the map later, but just suffice it to say, we're, we've tr- we're going to try to make all the maps as balanced as makes sense in Twilight Imperium. They're not yeah, perfectly yeah. balanced, but they're relatively symmetrical. Now, let me ask you this, Matt. Is this going to be a 10-point or 14-point tournament? 10-point. Dear goodness, if we did a 14-point <laughs> tournament, I would quit the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. Um, I, I almost feel that way every time I play a 14-point game. So, um, So let's talk about... Here's the part where we might make them mad. Yeah, here's the part where people burn down the show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I think it's time, though, we should just rip the Band-Aid off uh-huh. and just let people know. Here's what it is. Okay, let's have a family meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Family's got to okay. talk for a second. Family's here's what happened talk. last year. First off, Daddy's got to set some ground rules because last year, guys, girls, everyone, we got a little out of hand. <laughs> Yeah. Things got a little rambunctious games went last long. year. Long, games were really long. Games were really like the, regularly. The average game length was over nine and a half hours long. The average game length. Mm-hmm. We had fourteen-hour-long games last year. Yes, yes, it was rough. And uh, and there are people that that affects. Not just yeah. the players at the table, but it does affect the players at the table. A lot of people 
sign up for this TI tournament and they give themselves like a 10 hour window to make it work. They got three yeah. kids. They got commitments they have to do. Right. They only found one time slot. They can even make it work. And they really, really wanted to play in this tournament. And then the game went for 14 hours and crushed their spirits because they things happen. It's just it's really hard. But not to mention that we have. Well, I'll say this. Hunter and I <laughs> kind of trying to fight through the grueling like it's just a huge hurdle to get through these prelims it's a lot of games it's a lot of hours and if they're routinely yeah. like 10 hours long that's yeah 360 hours to get through the prelims for us <laughs> you're like talking me out of doing this right no, now no no like, no, no. But that's why we have just... the thing we're going to talk about today but let me let me finish this rant yeah we also have volunteers that we have to respect their time uh, we had last year we had mo we're not doing moderators to the same degree we did last year, uh, but we are going to have like Hunter and I will not be the only people streaming games this year. We're going to have to rely on some help because there's just, there's mm -hmm. time zones we can't make fit into the schedule for ourselves. Right. We got to have some European help. We got to have some some Pacific uh, or, uh, you know, Oceania help. There, there, there's yes, we're going to yes. have to rely on other people. Um, but what that then means is like there's just a lot of people that this uh, tournament affects and uh regularly incredibly long games wears all of us down and makes it uh incredibly difficult to do the tournament so we have to enact something and so far I i'm afraid of people freaking out about this but honestly so far i've i've seen more people being like this is good i'm glad we're doing this which is that we're going to have a time limit on these games on the prelims on the prelims, on the prelims only games. uh the semis and the finals Hold on to your butts. <laughs> and yeah. especially, yeah. Here, here's the two fears I have. First off, games already can go long because in the tournament, people take it seriously. Second, none of us know how to play Prophecy of Kings. <laughs> and right. Prophecy of yes. Kings has exponentially more, like, more room for negotiation. Agents and commanders and everything has way more ability for you to negotiate and trade and do all kinds of stuff, which means we could sit and we could talk and deal make forever. <laughs> These games could yeah. go. I, I, if we didn't have a time limit, I would not be surprised if the average game length of these games was over 12 hours. And not only is it bad for all the people, it looks really bad, guys. I'm sorry to say it, but it makes the community look bad. We get <laughs> comments on our YouTube that are like, hey, seeing that this game was 12 hours makes me not want to play Twilight Imperium because that is literally everything I've ever heard about it. And that sucks. And and we right. don't we don't that's not that's not what we as people who care about this game and want to bring people into our community. That's not what we want to put out there. So we right. have to show well, people that this game can be played fast. We should tell people what the timer is. Like, don't don't exactly. get too yeah. Don't freak out yet. It's it's it, we have done what we can to make it not just absolute jank. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a, an eight hour timer. Yes. Let's let well, okay. Let's let's get yeah, into let's what it, it what it all looks like. So first off, there are rules to it. It's don't worry. It's me and Matt. We made it needlessly convoluted. <laughs> uh, so the first thing is. I am right there with you that I don't want a hard time limit. We no. saw that at Gen Con and we saw how it affects the game and it does really disgusting things to the game. Depending on when the game <laughs> yeah, ends, disgusting. if we just say the game ends at eight hours, bad things happen to the meta, bad things happen to the game and bad things happen to the players, right? They, they mm -hmm. leave with really, really, really hard feelings and we don't want that. Uh, the other thing that we don't want is questionable rulings on how to break the tie in case the time limit does come up 
If the time limit is going to happen, what do we do if there's not a winner determined within that time limit? Um, right. So so those are the two things we're trying to answer here is how do we make sure the time limit isn't just a totally broken way to end the game? And how do we make sure the time limit uh, can be resolvable in a way that feels, I guess, fair? I don't know. if right. this, I don't know if the method we have well, feels fair. Well, how about this? Just just answer me some questions. So so if it's not a hard out at eight hours, what right. is it then? So what does it mean uh, once the draft is complete. And really what I mean by that is, one, right, you roll for speaker and then you uh, we, you have to deal secrets and reveal the first two stage ones, right? So we get all of that done. The second the draft and pregame is completely done, boom, we start the timer. It's time to play. Uh, and at eight hours from that time, from the time the draft is completed, at eight hours, the players will finish whatever round they are currently in. And that includes the agenda phase, right? The actual last round of a, of a game is the agenda phase. Mm-hmm. If in that round they are unable to get to 10 points, that's when we will go to a tiebreaker. But suffice it to say, if you... So most POK games end in round five. The game has been accelerated by one round. Now, it hasn't been accelerated in the length of time, but most games finish round five. So that is to say, if your game hasn't started round five by eight hours, yeah, things might get weird. But most games should have already started round five by eight hours, which means you will probably come to a normal, logical conclusion of that game. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, if it doesn't, okay, let's talk. Let's talk tiebreaker. Let's talk about the 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 prelims tiebreaker rule because it is kind of weird. Um, because we have to go over again what we are avoiding, which is what we saw at Gen Con is there was a time limit, and that time limit ended up coming up against this thing where depending on what phase you are in the game, the normal tiebreaker rules for TI were going to change because in some rounds of the game tie is determined by speaker order and in some rounds of the game tie is determined by initiative order so because that shifts it meant that the meta broke in the game we saw at Mm -hmm. gen con uh so we don't want that to happen so we need to come up with some other we have to introduce our own rule we 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 try really hard to not have a bunch of homebrew rules obviously we do a crazy homebrew faction setup but once the game is going well and also though that's fair that's fair for us to do that because in the rule book it's never been very clear as to how you are supposed to decide things like who plays what faction right. and map right. setup and stuff like that. It's always left that up to the player. So we've always felt like it's totally fair for us to go hog wild on that part of the game. Right. This is something different, though. Yeah, th- this is us introducing something new. And it's and we have to. And it's just part of we've we've this game's not meant to be played as a tournament. <laughs> so we, yeah. we have to do it this way. <laughs> um, yeah. Now. I'll, let me get to the method and then I will justify it because I think that will help. So um, at the end of the round that finishes after the eight hour mark, let's assume let's assume it's round five. Let's because if you if you are still in round four at the eight hour mark, you deserve what's happening to you. <laughs> but, but for those of you who finish round five and, and you all win Slade really well. And that means now we're not now you're going to this tiebreaker. What does that look like for you? So you finish the agenda phase, and let's, for for the sake of explaining things clearly, let's say three people are tied at nine. No one got to ten. Three people are at nine. Among those three players tied for the lead, we now do the what do we what do we call this? We need a name for this, Hunter. <laughs> the, um, 
the I mean, it is the tiebreaker but it's it needs like a it needs like the a stage one public objectives runoff <laughs> so we have we, <laughs> we have a tournament that has a primary a general election and a runoff, and a runoff. <laughs> we, we have a condition for a runoff election to determine the winner of this game okay what does the stage one public objective runoff look like between those three players we take the remaining on average 15 stage one public objectives that are still in the deck. Sometimes one gets pulled out because of an agenda that reveals, right? We take the remaining unrevealed stage one public objectives and one at a time, we, we reveal a stage one public objective. Let's say it's spend eight resources. The three players that are in the tie, if, if all three of them can do it, we reveal the next stage one public objective. Boom, it's spend eight influence, uh-oh. Player A spent too many planets to where now they don't have enough influence, right? The resources were mm -hmm. spent. That is done. And now they don't have enough influence to spend eight influence. Player A is out of contention. But player B right. and player C, they've got enough, they've got enough influence. They they made it happen. Next up, two adjacent to Mechatol Rex. Okay, player A or pl player B has two adjacent to Mechatol Rex. Player C does not. Player B wins the game. Yep. That's that is go. our runoff. How it works? It's it, it is admittedly random, and it and that is by design that it has some randomness to it because what we don't want is players to intentionally play to time because they have some advantageous thing that gives them the victory if they can just time the game out. Right? We right. don't want people to game the system. So what we need in a tiebreaker is something that is kind of stupid and random so that there's very little incentive to push for time. Or I would say it this way, it's it's not that it's random, it's that it's crazy difficult to play that into your yes. strategy. You have to account very, for very hard 15 to do that on purpose. stage one public objectives. You're not going to yeah, be able the, to do that. You're you're so, not going to be able to do that on purpose. Right. Um so so therefore it is not it, advantageous for you to play to time. It makes more sense for you to try and get this done yeah. as fast as you can. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and the idea, too, is that all players have this same incentive from the start of the game. The players need to recognize that they are going... If, if they want to actually... If they want to crown the correct winner, they need to all keep each other in check. Again, we don't have moderators controlling timing windows. The players yeah. are in charge of each other. They need to keep their heads on a swivel. They need to be paying attention to what all the other players are doing. And they also need to make sure things move quickly and smoothly on their yeah. own. Now, I would describe this as as there there aren't moderators. It's like it's like if if instead of having someone just watch the whole game and intervene constantly like letting people know every yep. little window and everything, it's like instead of that, it's more like if there is a problem, you always have someone you can talk to. Right. There right. is always you're always able to say, "Hey, there's an issue here yeah. and we need someone to resolve it and stuff that that will you will never not have that right like, right but the other thing that we ran into last year there are a lot of things that we can look at and try to figure out why games went so long last year and I think moderating was absolutely part of that there, there's there I'm, I I'm not stupid I know that us moderating <laughs> games made things go faster now we had some moderators that were really really fast and kept things moving and we had some moderators that couldn't keep their players on the on the rails right and especially in heavy negotiation games 
it's hard for the moderator to know when to step in, right? It's not it's not right. fair for me to step on your toes too much. So then how much do I let you get away with? But what we also saw, and this is what I think is the biggest reason the games went slow, is because there was a moderator sitting at the table, players, instead of just playing the game, played into this thing where the, they were always waiting for the moderator to confirm that it was okay for them to move on. And that's what slowed the games down more than yeah. anything else yeah. is. And not just that, but also what that did to negotiations was give player players the feeling that the only person that could step in the way of a negotiation is the moderator. When that's not true. That's not how you play Twilight Imperium, right? We saw this, mm-hmm. I think, we saw this uh, challenged really well by Brian in the finals last year, where Ginger's a very deal-making player. I have nothing against Ginger trying to do a lot of deal-making. But what I think should happen to players l- like Ginger is what Brian did... <laughs> where he goes nope i don't think you should get to do this anymore i think you've talked too much let's move on and that becomes a thing that's a meta game that ginger and brian have to play against each other it's no fault Mm -hmm. on either player but it is up to the table to police that kind of thing and what we saw in last year is everyone thinking they had to let everyone get all of their negotiation time and you don't have to do that (laughs) in the game you get to (laughs) tell people to shut up and move on politely (laughs) politely i don't mean like literally start screaming at each other but like you can be like nope i don't want to hear it anymore we have to move this along you should have figured out you shouldn't have strung me along that's what we don't want to see anymore is this like useless like 10 minute negotiations that didn't have to take 10 minutes but you did it for like weird meta reasons we don't have time for that that doesn't respect everybody at the table and that's the behavior we're trying to get well we don't have time for that specifically in the prelims yes once you once you kind of earn earn your keep and make it to that second round gloves are off i i'm a little more open for you to get weird with that stuff totally yeah but we can't do 36 games where it's just it'll just come down to you know if you're someone trying to prepare for the tournament the prelims are gonna have a style and then the semis are gonna have a style and the finals are gonna have a style like which is kind of was already true anyways right and and also i just want to add like the the whole thing Matt was just saying about the the moderators, um, that's that's not on them by the way. That, no. That's our bad. Like yeah. like we decided that. I think me and Matt decided that moderating should get too rigid. Like we yeah. we decided that there should be moderators for every game and that like blah blah. blah. And I, I I just it just in the end it didn't really feel like it it was that. We necessary. wanted it to feel very officiated. Yes. And it, that's not what it ended up being. It wasn't officiated. It was people waiting for permission to play Twilight Imperium yeah. is what it turned into. And and we yeah. didn't we didn't predict that well. And, and you know, by the time it was going on, like, we don't want to completely change how the game or op- how our tournament yeah. operates mid-tournament. But that that is certainly something we've decided to adjust. So hopefully, hopefully without players waiting for a moderator's permission to move on the games go faster anyways but we have to accept that pok is going to slow things down but here's the other reason why this time and the the, this time limit is important is because in pok you could talk forever and i say this as a player (laughs) myself who lets him who, who lets myself just sit there and think through everything you can get trapped in that and and i think we as a show need to push the mentality that you got to roll with the punches a little bit. We, we all yeah. can't enjoy this game if we let analysis paralysis take over. And I do mean that. I mean, there's going to be some groups that love that, that want to have like an all weekend, two days, 20 hour game of TI right. where they all sit there and 
perfectly map out every single decision, but that's not what tournaments get to look like because we don't yeah. have time and it doesn't make the game look better to a viewer. Yeah, that's that that's... At the end of the day, this is a show that we're putting on. This, yeah. th- th- there can be other community tournaments that don't have time limit rules, but for us as a thing that we want people to watch and engage with and be excited to to view, we can't have crazy crazy long games that that yeah. frankly too negotiation that goes on for a long time isn't fun to watch and that's not just me saying that mm-hmm. <laughs> i have many comments on record of people getting sick of watching negotiations for 20 minutes yeah that's that that's totally fair um so another thing though to note that i think uh is is important uh is that and i'm sure a lot of people have noticed but maybe maybe some people uh haven't like kept up to date with all of the improvements Mm -hmm. uh as far as the the mod are concerned right but there is a lot of stuff like production uh like like the production tool uh now fully moderates itself basically i mean there are things that go so much faster the big thing i'm gonna encourage players this year is obviously we get a lot of players in the tournament that don't play a lot of TTS, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I heavily, heavily, heavily encourage you. You got three months. Go play some games of POK on TTS. Make, right. Make that Well, happen. I mean, it, it has not... Once it releases, obviously. Sure. It, sure. Yeah, yeah. Whenever that's going to be, wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge, say no more. <laughs> um. But yeah, so anything else we want to cover with the time limit rule? I feel like you did a really good job of... I of... hope... I, I have felt really strongly about this thing that I didn't want to just sell it as a rule. I want to make my case for why it needs to exist. And not just why it needs to exist, but why players should feel in the right to enforce it upon each other. Like, I mean, this yeah. is a rule, honestly, that like I want to enact in our home games. <laughs> like, it, I, I think it's a fun way to play TI, frankly, mm-hmm. to like... It, it, it helps me as a player who can get bogged down in things go, right. I, don't, I can't sit here. I have to move. I got to move right. this I thing don't along. have the time. I got to do something different decision. or else I'm going to yeah. get hurt in the long run. So right. I, right. I might as well f- roll with the punches, live with my mistakes and, and go from there. What this incur, th- there's two ways a tournament, uh, there's two behaviors and uh, a tournament can encourage. And one is someone who takes all of the time it takes to make the decision that needs to happen and 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 they they make the perfect exact choice every single time. And the other behavior is the person who gets the thing done quickly. Right? You see this in chess. I mean, you have chess clocks. Now, why mm-hmm. didn't we go with a chess clock situation in TI? Well, you you can't. <laughs> in chess there are two players that think and then make a move and then move on. In TI, should I run a chess clock on Hunter's turn? when I'm the one trying to negotiate with Hunter on his turn and I won't let him <laughs> take his action because I really want to... If, if Hunter's Hakan <laughs> and I'm trying to sell him an action card on right, his turn, right. whose timer am I clocking up? You th- That right. doesn't work in Right, TI. you're the one talking to me even though it's my action. Exactly. Like, shouldn't we be using your timer? Right. Like, yeah. No, and, it's, and, it's, and that it's becomes an impossible thing to manage is like, whose clock right. are we counting up? Do we do it every time someone starts talking? They, you just can't regulate that so this is the best option we could kind of work out and and what, what it rewards is players who can think on their feet and move forward and make the less the least amount of mistakes under pressure uh, i i also want to throw this out there uh and and not to say that anyone's listening to us thinking like this 
But if you are in your game and you do somehow try and abuse the eight hour rule mm. in some way that isn't maybe obvious to us now, but maybe will be obvious later. Um, we'll, we'll try We'll, we will we'll uh, get you. <laughs> we'll get you. We, we, we give ourselves permission to, to get you, to tell you to like, we'll, I'll mute your mic. I don't care. <laughs> like I, I will make you stop talking. If you're clearly stalling for time, if, right. if it is egregious and like, clearly just to stall for time because you are in some weird position where like here's what i know can be abused i've tried we've tried to make this thing where there are are not that many abuses but what i know is an abuse is that someone could go there's no way i can get to 10 points this round. yeah exactly. i know i can't get to 10 but i know they can get to 10 so if i can just stall things out i'll roll the dice on the on the the runoff and maybe i'll yeah. win the runoff i don't know yeah yeah we don't want to see that happen and that is a problem uh but I mean, the the good news is because it's not an exact time out, it's a round out, right? It's it's we are finishing the round no matter what. You can't just like stop someone in their tracks. But if it's a thing where you could win slay them to where they don't quite get their 10th point and then you're going to go to the next round. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But at least that's the player making not I'm just going to stall for time. What you have to right. do, you don't get to stall for time. What you have to do is you have to win slay them, which honestly... I that that is the kind of behavior I'm encouraging. I, right. I do think players fine. should do yeah. more to stop the leader um, than than we see. Oh, and in trust me, you're going to have the options. Like right. POK is like here is like yeah. 50 more ways to win slay. Yeah. That's, that would have been my alternate title for POK. <laughs> Trilead Imperium, <laughs> 50 different slay. ways to win slay. Here you go. <laughs> 50 shades of win slaying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. Um, okay. Um, do we want to talk? Yeah, let's talk about the map. Let's talk, about, talk the about the map. map. We're not going to do. In the past, we've like done the thing where we somehow, in an audio format, try to describe the map to you. We're not doing. God, that. We're That's, so dumb. We're like dumb we're people. Such idiots. Like, and next week we're going to do the thing where we roll dice for like an hour. <laughs> we're so stupid. Well, that's fun. Okay, <laughs> shut up. That's really fun. All right. Uh, that's but super so, fun. So I just I want to talk about the prelim map for just a second though, uh, which is we'll, we'll get all this posted. You'll be able to see it. Um, the prelim map is a slight variation of the Prophecy of Kings six-player rulebook map, uh, which is, if you look closely at it, you will see it is a clear mimic of the 2019 prelims map. And the 2019 yeah. prelims map is a map that is what I would call very fair and also very new player friendly. And we wanted a new player friendly map because we're all new at Prophecy of Kings. It did, we don't even know what like a intense competitive prophecy of kings map looks like because none of us know enough about the meta to like make that kind of call yet totally. so we needed something that's just like this is old reliable and that's what the 2019 prelims map was but the the one in the rule book was made uh with the intent of including as many prophecy of kings tiles as possible because that's ex exciting right that's that i mean we all want to play with the new stuff um now, I've walked that back a teensy bit because there are a few imbalances I don't like with the rulebook uh, map as is. So there's like two slight adjustments you'll notice. We will have like the official Space Cats Peace Turtles 2021 prelim map posted out there in the wild. Uh, maybe not the second this episode goes up, but this week. I'll, it's something I got to like get set up tomorrow, basically. But we will we will have this map released uh, and you will all be able to start playing on it very soon or in your home games, you will be able to start playing on it. Um, and the idea behind it is, like I said, it's new player friendly. There are no blocked paths to Mechatol Rex. Everyone has more or less an equal distribution of primarily planets. That seems to be the main 
deciding factor of what actually balances a slice in Prophecy of Kings. It's not, uh-huh. there's less about exact resource and influence values because those get screwed up by exploration anyways, right? You're exploring attachments that add two resources in random places. So there's no way for me to, like, I, I try to balance the numbers out a little bit, but it's not, I have to accept that those are going to get thrown out of whack. So I don't go too hard on it. But what does matter is the amount of planets you get to explore, like right out the gate, right? If one player only has two planets and someone else has six planets, the player with six planets explores three times as many cards. And that means gets three times as many as much benefit. It's it's a right. huge, huge boost to their early game compared to the player with very few planets in their slice. So... We that that is like the main balancing factor on the map is trying to make sure the planets aren't like all out of whack. Everybody has relatively equal amount of planets in their slice. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. What's uh, what's something else you want to tease about it? I don't know. I I mean, it's honestly, it's it's the 2019 map just with new system t- like with with different planets in it. But it literally is. If you watched any of the are 2019 we gonna name tournament, the it's more or less that again. Are, are we going to name the slices? What are we going to oh, name them? Man, we Hunter, we didn't prep this episode well enough. We don't have names for these slices. I think we no, got. Well, I, I think what that's going to look like yet. is we are going to do a video. We got to do mock drafts. We got to do stuff. So, we're going to have yeah, yeah, a yeah. video. We just didn't want to do it in an audio format. So keep an yeah. eye on the YouTube. We will let you know too and here when we have it posted. But we will we will like officially release the map and we will have a video that goes along with it where we do the mock draft. We'll name the slices. We'll do all the things that are kind of like a requirement for this thing to get kickstarted. But to be frank, we're like three months away from this tournament anyways. So I, yeah. I don't feel... Uh, and honestly too, if this map, if people start playing on this map and there's an obvious thing that's broken about it, I will change it. So we may not have the exact final map right now. I kind of want to let it breathe for maybe a month yeah um, that's good so get we'll, people testing yeah it. We, we we will have a map that's out there but maybe it's not exactly what ends up getting used in the tournament so yeah we'll see cool 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 lovely man that was a lot that was a lot of business yeah, yeah that was a lot of business that was a very business heavy we haven't had a business episode in a long time <laughs> um do we want to talk about what the weird thing we did last weekend um yeah if we want to talk about it really quick because yeah. i really like the time that we're at right now i do too uh we played twilight imperium first edition last weekend it wasn't very fun <laughs> yeah, we did not like it very much we were both kind of in a bad mood that's I think, no but... that is well and i had a whole other set of baby distractions Dude, molly was the worst that the experience yeah. for me but i want to say this much uh tristan worked really 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 hard on this mod and a few other people helped them help Tristan out and they all deserve a lot of credit. But as Tristan himself will admit, this isn't like TI first edition came TI first edition came out. And then like two years later, second edition came out to basically fix first edition. First edition is, is busted in some, in some avenues. And uh, as Tristan will describe it, this mod was not so that everybody can now play first edition. It was more like, I want to make sure like, we have this cataloged, like on the internet. I just want it available, right? right? I want it scanned, so it and exists. I want people to be able to look at it if they want to go look at it. That's why it exists. Yeah. It is a, it is a, yeah. mu- it's a museum. <laughs> it is not a thing I actually recommend you go play. Maybe go try it once, but it is, it's a little rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, I'll, I'll say my one little tidbit about it. Uh, I played as the Sardak who felt so like. Okay, I have two things I want to talk about. So first thing. Um, without explaining too much, resources work completely differently, and you get a lot more resources numerically. Yeah. 
um, than you would in, in TI4. Um, and then tech costs 30 resources. So you can just tell from that, like, it's the numbers are different, right? Not just, not Sardak, just as tech costs $30. You have to get nine tech to, yeah. be, to win the game. Uh, and and you know what though sardak actually starts with a tech though yeah, yeah. So that's interesting they don't start with zero tech but they do start with considerably less tech than everybody else and the whole tech costs 30 and one of the ways that you g- get further towards winning the game is by getting so many tech and you can only get one tech per round yeah. and it costs 30 so there's this very weird like tech is like kind of the measure of each round like each yeah. round you need to get tech and it costs 30 right. um if half so, the game feels like everyone's sitting around in their slice waiting for their money to like accrue up enough to just get the tech and then we can all move on to the next step of the game now i'm sure if we were all better and played it often you would come up with like the ways you kind of are actually sure. always doing yeah, yeah, a little yeah. dance throughout the game but in early games it certainly feels like we're just like oh my god okay i'll just sit and wait until i can finally afford tech it's gonna take three rounds yeah and the second thing, and this is, I probably shouldn't have taken this to be as big of a deal as I did. Because you're going to hear this and you're going to think, like, that's not a big of a deal. But I'll tell you this. This makes the game unacceptable to me. If you move your infantry <laughs> off of a planet, you lose control of it. And that goes deep. That goes, like, not only do you lose control of it, but, like, let's say you have a space dock on a planet with an infantry there. You want to move that infantry to another planet. Not only do you lose control of that planet with your space dock on it, your space dock is destroyed. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I want to say this much. All credit to Tristan on designing the TTS mod. I yeah. do not know how much I trusted Tristan to be correct on all the rules he was telling us. Oh, really? That's what he said? That's that's what... I, be- that, I believe it I for feel the like most part. This is not me dunking on Tristan at all. I do, I do not yeah, want that to be you. how this is read. But I'll I'm just your saying, butt, sir. TI First Edition, as Tristan will tell you, clearly has a lot of inconsistencies and lack of clarity in the rules. So there are some things that I wonder if maybe there was discussion out on BGG that clarified stuff you know from ctp himself or whatever or is that just the reason second edition exists is like hey sorry i made a busted game and it doesn't work at all so just buy the new <laughs> one because it's actually printed well and 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 not just things i cut up in my basement oh, it's, it's a weird it's a weird game there's no command counters you just move all your ships yeah like you just move your ships as far as they could go wherever you want to move yeah them. and as, like, tr- as as we learned too there's like kind of no explanation of like some things can maybe move <laughs> unreasonably far <laughs> like yeah oh yeah like yeah. fighters can fighters hop from carrier to carrier to carrier maybe i don't know it's like there's just no it's it's a very weird game and and there's no way we played it right we didn't even finish the game because we we basically got sick of it and also i had a baby just like losing her mind dude molly so. molly was not being cool like yeah. she was being the worst that yeah. day dude yeah. it was ridiculous so anyway, um, yeah. that's our that's our thoughts on a, a, a three-fourths of a playthrough of TI First Edition. Yeah. Do not yeah. recommend. SCPT does not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> we give it a bad review. <laughs> uh, 
All right. All right. Well, I want to thank our weird bears, Farganess, TG Welch, Brian, BotBot, Callowin, Billy, Squeamishimu, Sonaletu, Mate Nason, and John. And I want to thank our Space Kitties, Naderade, Patience as a Virtue, Polyphony Requiem, RYs, Gaskio, Dark Jutsu, Absol, Astoria, Visioness, Brave Sir Robin, Uncle Batty, Frank G, Jay Gill, Andrew, and CAC Jr. All right. Um, Galactic Council poll is finished. Uh, my flagship tournament two has won. We'll be doing that episode. <laughs> At some point this month, maybe even next week, we're next not week. sure. Yeah. Um, and then for our Hundred Onsen fan club stream, uh, I think you can still vote on it, but it will be ending soon. And it looks like it's going to be the uh, Twilight Imperium player tier list where we rank every everyone that's ever played Twilight Imperium. We're going to rank in one tier. I, also, I thought of a funny joke for this. What if we just put up the Patreon tiers? <laughs> And then just left. Like, we were just like, all right, here's the tier list. Like, the, it, little did you know, the tier list was with you all along. Like, God, you really always knew. rules it, with this game. T.G. Welch. <laughs> I love that guy. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a joke tier list. Uh, it's not, I need to repeat again. It is not a real tier list. Okay. Yeah. We do not. We don't even have opinions like that. No. We just have like a few players Except that we'll Magi, refer to as like good. Reason, Hunter just won't yeah. get off his rocker about him. Off my rocker? Yeah. Well, dude, you know what it is? It's that most of the time when I play with Magi, he beats me <laughs> and he wins a lot. Like I, that's all it takes. Like yep. if you beat me a majority of the time yeah. and the then even when I am not playing with you, you also beat those people. <laughs> guess what? I'm going to think you're pretty good at the game. It's actually, like, pretty simple, Matt. Like, it's... You know what? I like, don't know. Seems I'm, unfair I'm to me. This. No, I'm sick of this. Because you're, like, uh, you know, obviously, Duke Lukem, great player. Obviously, great player. But it's not like you play with Duke Lukem all the time and no. he beats you. Like, sure. well, you know, he's losing constantly. Yeah, but you know what? You know what else makes Duke Lukem a great player? He knows what? when and who to king make. You know what I mean? I mean, he's yeah. so good at even that part. He's so good at the meta. He's just so he's just so smart. He knows uh, when someone just, else deserves to win, right? Ah, uh, shut up. <laughs> um, so here's our Twitch schedule for this week. Um, on December 12th at 11 a.m., we're going to be doing our first Prophecy of Kings stream that's right you heard that two days from the time of this recording of two days of this release uh, i mean less than less than 36 hours that's not yeah. quite true yeah it's a roughly true so first one is december 12th and then i've got something really 11 exciting 11 a.m central standard time yeah 11 a.m central standard time first pok stream and then on december 13th we're doing something a little bit different. I'm really excited to tell you about this. So on Sunday, December 13th, we don't have a time yet. Just sometime, I'll be streaming a second POK Whoa, stream. Whoa, that's weird. So, so special Sunday <laughs> with the, another one another of game that we game we do. <laughs> I would love to invite you to give our podcast a five-star rating. I invite you. You have been invited to come you aboard and give Be us a five-star rating. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, please do that on iTunes. It gives us uh, visibility. It makes people know about the show. It makes us show up in iTunes. I don't know, man. It's just the thing I'm supposed to say. Leave me alone. Do it. Do it. Just do um, it. Check, check out our website. Yep. Check out our merchandise. Check out our merch. Go on into the shop. Get yourself a coffee mug. I got one. Join our Patreon so you can get invited to the tournament. Yeah, do that. 
Um, Discord, tournament. hang out on that. I want to say it one more time. Root tournament invites going out December 15th at 2200 UTC, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. December 16th, AEDT. Yeah. And then uh, TI tournament will be in January. Or, well, the signups sign will be in January. That's it. Yeah. All cool. Business. All right. Well, that's good. We're done now. I don't think we need a bid at the end, right? Or do you think it's good? We've already, I think it's probably we, we're good. done with bits this year, Hunter. That's the that's the New Year's resolution. No bits. We're not going to do any bits in 2021? Yeah, no bits. All oh, bits. Well, that's what I say. I, I was actually thinking like more bits would be good because it's Just, like shows kind of dry sometimes, you know? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>